I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. This is the main event. This is your main event, March Podcast. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and I am scum. I am Troy, and with me as always is a main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is a WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the Shelton Benjamin to my cheeseburger. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Oh, I think I'm the good one. <laughs> yeah, it's like the big guy and the little guy. You know, Isn't cheeseburger go. on AEW now? Or it was on it's Dark, it. I think. Or Ring of Water, but well, that's racist. I think he was on Dark a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I didn't book it. <laughs> Well, you you got to put the you got to put the black guys on dark. Come on, man, that just had bad. Well, they just canceled them both. So, <laughs> did they actually cancel them? Yeah. Oh, well, well, not that it was really helping. But now, where the hell are there uh, people who don't know how to work actually going to you know train? Dude, we went to the uh, we went to Dynamite in the Cow Palace. They had dark, obviously, before it. Every yeah. match was like two or three minutes. Yeah, dude, you're literally having training classes. In front of the world. I know I'm being, center. I'm being liberal with, you know, saying in front of the world, but you get my drift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, world's a lot more than 800,000 people, dude. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. Mm. Uh, dark and dark elevation. We're just like, why do these shows exist? Other than the fact that, like, you need somewhere to throw the people that can't freaking work. But, I totally but understand I, that. But that. not having them have real matches kind of negates it, doesn't it? Right. Well, and on top of that, it's not just uh, it's not just like the people who can't work. You're throwing people on there that you have you don't know what to do with them. And uh, is on there a couple times. So there's that. Yeah, right. You're relegating people to dark that shouldn't be on there. Or and uh, like I said, the people who can't work, you throw some of them on dynamite. I don't know if you can see it, but a couple weeks ago, one of the uh, the big pillar segments, which they're killing the hell out of, by the way. Um, Jungle Boy is talking about, oh, you know, we've all been on dark except for you, MJF. Like, that's a badge of honor or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean you got to wrestle in front of like 10 people? Cool. Like, that's like all the, like, and I, I get it. There's a certain, you know, um, you talk about badge of honor. There is a certain thing like that with wrestlers being on the, like, well, I've been to the indies and you haven't. Like, you know, you didn't pay your dues or whatever. I get that. But it's like, 
really is paying your dues. If they're a bigger star than you, doesn't that kind of fall apart on you there? <sighs> yeah, a bit. Like, Roman's never been to the Indies, right? No, I'm there's sure a lot of people that sure he's not losing right sleep. off. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of people that started right off. Boom, they're, uh, they're in WWE. But, I, you know, homegrown. So they do have some homegrown talent, man. Like, you know, that for as much crap as they talk back in the day when it's like, well, all the big WWE stars, they just farmed them from, you know, other places that, you know, they they built up first. Like, yeah, sure. Well, wasn't that, in agree- that wasn't part of the agreement, though? Like, you know, OVW, you build them up, we'll take them. No, I'm talking like back in the days where you they uh, they were taken from like the territories or they they'd get stars from WCW and do something big with them or whatever. But it's like you can't say that argument since like, yeah, the late 90s, I would say. Like, what big stars were they, quote-unquote, stealing? Uh, unless you count the Radicals, was, like, the last big steal, I guess. But They steal them? Because I thought they ran to them. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I don't they know. They their but... noses to their last boss. <laughs> well, uh, somebody else that was basically used as a farm league today, we're talking about them. And you can see that with some of the talent on the show. It's like, I, uh, yeah, I, I remember when they were... You know, back in ROH, now they're in the big leagues, either again or for the first time. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a heck of a show, man. We're going back to Ring of Honor in 2013. You were at the show. I I forgot about that one, although I did remember you had mentioned you were there for, for Steen and, and uh, Briscoe. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, and boys. What was what was the atmosphere like for, for the show? Oh, it was crazy. Just like, like you would think. Yeah, I mean, you were in... Like, you were at, and no matter what anybody says, ROH is still an indie, basically. It's like the king of the indies. Uh, you were at an indie show with a, like, on WrestleMania weekend, or at WrestleMania week, whatever, in in the Hammerstein Ballroom. That's pretty yeah, big. Yeah, that part pretty cool. Assuming that crowd was pretty rabid. They sounded, they sounded pretty loud a few times. Some of the chants were a little, uh, you know, uh, outdated, <laughs> I should say. The scum chants, especially. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to some of the uh, some of the things that were said on the show that it's like, my God, this was only ten years ago, ten years, and within a decade, there are some, some things that would not fly today on this show. We can say that so. in any show we do, though, dude. That is correct. <laughs> but yeah, I was <sighs> I was honestly surprised because when I think Ring of Honor, I don't think uh, indie-rific crowds saying some effed up stuff, whatever. But I, I got to remember, this is New York, and again, Hammerstein Ballroom. So, yeah. We're leading into WrestleMania. This uh, You were at that WrestleMania, too, weren't you? Yep. Well, that was well, my first one. I was going to say, obviously, you were at that. Because <laughs> uh, why would you go out there for Ring of Honor and not WrestleMania? Well, Although, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've met people uh, who've done that. There, There's a clip on our YouTube. It's got to be buried now. I think it's a short. But if you look up on our YouTube channel. I think it's called uh, Ant Lover. It's uh, <laughs> me, me, Greg, and a, and a mutual friend of ours talking about when they went to, was it Orlando you met this dude? Yeah. And not uh, by choice. He kind of forced himself upon uh, people. He was <laughs> on the bus on the way to the hotel. Yeah. Not in the same way he forced himself upon his aunt. But that's a different story. Well, we don't know that. Hold on. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I shouldn't be as- ascribing malice, but, you know. Allegedly! But she was a bitch, say, so he took away her uh, her WWE Slam creep. And there's an yeah. innuendo in there too, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, 
uh, you just go listen to the video. It's uh, something. You meet some characters down at WrestleMania weekend. You and I didn't yeah. necessarily. I guess there were, there were a couple people that we quote unquote met. Uh, there were some other people that it's like, hey, do you remember so and so from WrestleMania week or weekend or whatever? Because uh, I do. <laughs> there were there's so many I haven't talked mind. about either. By the way, like there was a crazy one in Toronto. I completely forgot. So you're not mentioning this. Oh man! All right, yeah, well, he, let, let's hear it. Well, he was from. Uh, I think he said it was either Delaware or Iowa. You know, one of those states that don't matter. Um, I just oh, we're getting a letter. <laughs> Yeah, he said uh, last time he went to a um, an event in Toronto, he said, I really thought about killing somebody. I'm like, you need to get the hell away from me, dude, now. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> That's what he said. He can't, he can't and he drop that on people. I'm joking. Uh, well, no, to be fair, he was sitting next to me at, uh, was it Takeover? Yeah, it was Takeover. Uh, and, and, you know, we were talking for, for a minute. So it's not like it was the first thing out of his mouth. But, so, yeah, I the last not. time I was here, I almost killed somebody. And I kind of like looked at him like, is he smiling? Is he smirking? Nope. I forgot he's about got, that one. Till now. He's got that dead eyed look in his face. And you're like, oh, God. Okay. Yep. I need to get night, the hell buddy. away from me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, I, I need some context to the story. <laughs> I, I couldn't even pick him out of a lineup to this day. I don't remember what his face looked like. I, I didn't friend him on Instagram or anything like that. Like any quite a few people. I No, 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 no. Hell yeah, no. Uh, I need a little context to that story. Do you mean like you accidentally like it's like somebody ran out in front of your car? Yeah, I know what like, you mean, but I don't want context to it. I don't. Yeah, it's like did you did you purposely try like uh, you just like stop, stopped you? Or like, <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because on our last Dallas trip, my buddy almost killed Tony Storm and Juice Robinson and Ian Riccoboni because they dart out in front of the car. Mother of God, Jaywa- jaywalking. Hey, some of that would have been a hate crime. So, uh, man, that's. Yikes! That's uh, it's not a good way to spend your WrestleMania week or uh, or wait, no, that was R- Rumble, wasn't it? That was or, WrestleMania. Oh, okay, WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I'm getting my venues uh, mixed up here, but either way, so we're gonna get into Ring of Honor, uh, SuperCard of Honor uh, Seven, actually. So the uh, seventh time they did this, piggybacking off of uh, WrestleMania, uh, we'll get in- into it. But first, we need to tell you about the sponsor this, of the podcast. Day, by the way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're still going. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about the sponsor of the podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Muller Bros Golf Signature Polos. Muller Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want a subtle and sleek looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MullerBros.com for 15% off. Muller Bros doesn't just have polos, by the way. They have really fun golf t-shirts that you can wear anywhere. Maybe like that barbecue that your family invited you to, or even that get-together with your friends. Maybe a night out on the town if you want to have fun while looking good and also impressing the local ladies. Make sure to let them know where you got that shirt and wear it proudly. Don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Mahler Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. 
That's 15% off at mahlerbros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the golf course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros golf, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. And now that we're done with that, we're going to get into our first break. On the other end of this, we got plenty to discuss with uh, with Ring of Honor, like I said, piggybacking off WrestleMania weekend. And, but most of the show, or most of the news, rather, comes from WWE itself, as you might imagine. Right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is The Deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event barks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime... Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore, take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Reach for the sky, boy! The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. We're back. We're back. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, 
at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com. And use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. It's news and notes time. Cracking anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. F and crack it. <laughs> I already cracked open my uh, my monster, so it's sitting before me. I have sparkling ice caffeine with zero sugar in it. Oh, well, there you go. It's always something with zero sugar. Not That's a, how not I a, roll now. Not a knock. I wish I could kick sugar. It just... Uh, that's, I, I don't have many addictions, but sugar is one of them them addictions that it's like... Addiction. <sighs> <laughs> it's got the word dick in it. Uh, hey, no, this is not on the show it. Trooper Wars Zone, by the way. So. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's get into the news and notes, shall we? That is correct. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dave. Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's classic. I will say most of this news I did not get from Dave, but I don't know. Wackily. I don't know the source, like, like where I got this news from. I don't know if they got it from Dave. So I will say they, I think it was cage side news or uh, ringside. Yeah, they're probably one of his nephews. Yeah. Uh, cage side seats. Excuse me. They, uh, they do apparently have their own independent reporters and whatnot, so uh, uh, I'm assuming they're not getting all this from Dave, but I'm sure a decent portion of it is. Either way. So, despite earlier court victories, WWE have finally settled out of court with Martha Hart's lawsuit for uh, using her oh, late four husband... Four years, huh? <laughs> uh, for using her late husband Owen Hart's likeness without her permission in company DVD releases and withholding royalties from their sale terms of the settlement were not announced but yeah i mean probably part of the settling out of court it's like all right we'll end this just uh you know let's not make it public i i will say i i get she's like well uh you know he can't use his his likeness without my permission i don't know about all that because i mean he was working for him and it's like how are you not gonna put him in the dvds uh but if you're not sending him royalties well, i mean they didn't if they don't make a specific dvd of him i don't right yeah, I think that was part of it, because they talked about, they're like, well, he can be in videos, DVDs, etc. They just can't make a specific Owen Hart, whatever. And they got around that at one point, I believe, by putting out like a Hart Family DVD or something like that. They made, a, they made an Owen Hart DVD, too. So, Oh, did they? Okay. They did, yeah. So I guess they uh, they were able to finally get it's, that done. In it is not on Peacock, though. To yeah. my knowledge. I'm not too shocked about that, but... Uh, the, the whole not sending them royalties thing that kind of goes right up there with, um, Jesse Ventura lawsuit from like the, the nineties where he sued him and won a crap ton of money because he was on commentary and they're like, well, we own it. You know, we don't have to pay you for it. He's like, the hell you don't. And, uh, you want to talk about people who have beaten Jerry McDivitt. Oddly enough, uh, <laughs> Jesse Ventura was I one of those men. Was lawyer yet. I thought he was hired for the service trial. Pretty sure he was around with them before that, but like the the steroid trial thing was like his his Super Bowl with them, basically, where where he really made his bones. But I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, if anybody out there is that into WWE, oh, don't worry, like, they will. <laughs> if you're that into WWE, right, if you're that into WWE legal, I, why? I mean, unless you're an actual lawyer yourself, and then you're kind of a law geek. Because they I have nothing that. else to do while they're hot pockets in the microwave cooking. 
<laughs> uh, or while their mother's making them their meatloaf for the night. Oh man, we're gonna get another letter. <laughs> hey, we didn't uh, we didn't hurl at anyone specifically. So if you send us a letter, you will expose yourself. Yeah, you're you're outing yourself, or, and you don't uh, want us exposing ourselves. <laughs> exactly, uh, just like DJ Khaled said. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> Uh, but getting into this here, during a WrestleMania week interview, CM Punk has a message for smart marks who are upset over the angle WWE has done with William Moody, better known as Paul Bearer, and his death. In two words, he says, quote, F- you. Okay. <laughs> Eloquently said. He follows it up with, quote, well, first of all, no, I don't think I'm capable of feeling guilt or any sort of remorse. I think I'm a legitimate sociopath. Oh, that speaks to someone's character. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that helps my job. I didn't kill the guy, so I got nothing to feel bad about. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I no, I don't know that. what I mean. Yeah, and he's not around to say anything about it anyway. But for everybody who knew him very, very well, they say that he would have loved it. End quote. <laughs> I'm like, I, I like that. Well, he's not around to defend himself, so fuck him. God dang. Man. A huge contrast to Eric Bischoff's podcast. He's like, I want to be careful with my words because they're not around to defend themselves. A huge contrast. Yeah. Right. Uh, there are some people he'll make exceptions for that rule, I found. But uh, I, it, although in his defense, I really haven't heard him bury a dead guy. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, never drew a dime. Oh, Mike Graham? Yeah, that was uh, one of the ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was one. Because uh, he did one of those well, Eric fires back. You heard the audio of why he was talking about. It. I was like, well, no. He he wasn't going out of his way to be like, screw this guy who happens to be dead. Like he was like, he said something about me. I never got a chance to respond. So here you go. Moving on, more CM Punk here. And yet another interview during WrestleMania week. CM Punk reveals that he wasn't protesting Antonio Cesaro's WrestleMania 29 absence when he wore his shirt at a press conference. I like Wait, who? Dick. Cesaro, Antonio Cesaro, whatever you want to call him. He wears everybody's shirts. I know. It's like, you're kind of digging here, man. The famous pipe bomber, the famous pipe bomber, he's wearing Austin's shirt, remember that? Yeah, and his excuse for this is pretty much the same thing as, as that one. As he says, quote, it was a clean shirt that I grabbed and I wore that day, end quote. <laughs> Good enough That's how I pick out my shirts. Right. Uh, he I'm also one of these reveals... idiots that lays out my clothes the night before. Oh my God, how embarrassing that be. Uh, I, hey, I, I will, and there it is. <laughs> I lay out certain things because I wake up like right before I got a clock into work. So I don't want to be fumbling around. How far do you travel to work? Uh, the next room. There it is. Yeah. But I still want to just be prepared. There you go. Hey, my mom doesn't lay it out for me. I pick out yeah, my no, own. We have no clothes. proof of that. <laughs> hey, she lives on the other side of the state. So yeah, I will no send you a, that either. I will send you a picture of my box, whatever that'll prove. But yeah, uh, folks, anyway. just admitted he has a box, but okay. Exactly. Well, I, if I, today. <laughs> hey, if I come out of it, I'm over. He also reveals some potentially uh, disappointing details on his feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He said, quote, it's never really been acknowledged within WWE. This isn't me trying to promote something that isn't true, but there was just this hilarious tension in the room with me and Steve uh, when, when me and Steve were in there. And quote, also, quote, Everyone always goes, I wonder what would happen. What if? And that's all it is. It's fun. End quote. <laughs> I still think that's what happened in 2016 when Trump was running for president. I'm not voting for him. They see that name on the box. I wonder what would happen. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it it was always one of them. I always wanted the match to happen. They sold them in. They sold them in a two pack for. Uh, you had. Uh, it, I actually had you buy that one and send it to me. Um, it was Punk and Austin in a in a two pack years ago. To promote one of those video games. They're, All stars. All stars. That was it. Yeah. And I still have that on 3DS. Yes, I still have 3DS. <laughs> it was a fun game. There was there was one. It was uh, I think it was John Morrison and Macho Man. Uh, that sounds right. That John Morrison had like a big ass Jay Leno chin though. So I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe pass on that one. But the the Punk and Austin were both elites, so I was like, I gotta get it. The elite. Because uh, at the time, I couldn't find a, an elite punk or Austin anywhere around my area. So that's why I was like, if you oh, find man. it, send it to me. <laughs> Distribution problems. Exactly. Well, now I've got like four. Uh, yeah, I've got like four elite punks in like four different stages of his career. <laughs> so, And I've got two or three Austins. But, that's why, but I have every uh, AW punk. How many did you come out with? Three? Three, to my knowledge, four if you want to count okay. Chase, but I don't count Chase's because it's just another version of that one fake. So he had tights on, then he had long pants, long tights on. Yeah, and then that uh, ice cream bar pack one. Uh, you haven't got the two pack with um, MJF yet. No, and that's only on ringside too. Oh, okay. I never bought any of them figures where they put blood all over them and whatever. I just, eh. Never I have the Cody one. Because I, I came in Dustin, I thought that was a good one. So, yeah, was, that one was pretty cool. There were some others that were decent. I just, I don't know, I, I never bought those. You remember back in the day, WWE had a line of figures where like their hair was blowing a certain way because it was like they were mid move. Yeah, yeah. They did. They did that with the the current Ultimate Styles. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I got one with. Uh, I think I saw that. Didn't Edge have one like that? Yeah, and Roman too. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I just remember uh, Triple H's figure because his hair was like straight up, like he's in mid pedigree. <laughs> I'm like, man, that looks goofy. But anyway, staying with CM Punk here, he tweeted that Living Color will play his entrance theme, Cult of Personality, during his walkout and exit from his match against The Undertaker at WrestleMania <laughs> I will, 29. I will never forget, we were in the WrestleMania Superstore at um, MetLife. Some little kid, he couldn't be more than eight years old. He sees, uh, I think I think I was wearing a punk sweater. He comes mm-hmm. up to me and says, "Hey, did you see this? Punk just tweeted this." I'm like, "This eight year old kid showing me what he tweeted on Twitter about the, about that band." Uh, <laughs> I, I still to this day I think it's funny as hell. Like this little kid knew this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you know who living in, in uh, yeah who living color is? And they're like, uh, uh, yeah, the, the people who do see a punk team. <laughs> like good enough. You got to think in 2013 they call him up and they're like, "Hey, uh, you know we we." we Wanted to ask you if you'd perform, and they're like, "Yes, sold." <laughs> they're like, "They live in New York too, so right down the street." <laughs> they're like, "Well, you haven't even heard the job yet. Doesn't matter. Need the money. We're we, you. You got us. <laughs> <laughs> We're no longer relevant. We need it." Yeah, right. That one song has made has had what made them like a crap ton of money. I I don't think anybody else could name another song of theirs off the top of their head. Anyway, yeah, cultural but, personality uh, remastered. Boom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, if you're, uh, you're if you're wondering how Paul Bearer's family feels about the uh, angle WWE went with on Monday Night Raw between CM Punk, Paul Bearer, or excuse me, Paul Heyman and the Undertaker, 
Bear's son, Michael, made a Facebook post about it. First of all, what we're uh, what I'm referring to here is when he poured the, the supposedly Paul Bearer's ashes out of the urn and whatever and used them. Yeah, that, that angle. But anyway, Bearer's son tweeted, quote, If anyone is wondering, yes, WWE did come to us wanting approval for tonight's storyline. The way it was presented to us was okay. Seeing it on screen was a different story. I don't even know what to say, end quote. I don't know. I mean, other people were saying it's like, ah, he probably wouldn't have had a problem with it. I will say, as his son, I could understand feeling a certain kind of way about it. Even if, like, at the time, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. And then when you actually see it happen, you're like, ugh, maybe not. But, you know, I've I've done that. brain, right? Can't just imagine (laughs) it? Yeah. I'm not trying to be funny, but... I don't know, I've... like uh, there are situations where it's like it sounds cool, and then when you see it, it's like you feel a little differently about it. But I don't know. I, I, in the in the grand scheme of things, it could have done. I don't think it was all that bad. But then again, like I said, I'm I'm not his kid, so. But moving on here, when Let's news came <laughs> when news came out that the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony broadcast on the USA Network would not feature Mick Foley, both fans and the hardcore legend let out a collective moan. Well, hashtag plans changed. According to the man himself, he will indeed be making the show. Fully teased the news on Twitter saying, quote, I just got some great news. I will share this incredible retweet in just a few minutes right here on Twitter. (laughs) Got to get the cheap pop in even on Twitter. They said, get those tears of joy ready. Minutes later, a Santa Claus Twitter account, not joking, tweeted in response, quote, don't worry, at Real McFoley. I had a nice talk with at Vince McMahon, and your hashtag WWEHOF speech will be televised. All calm, or all is calm, all is bright. End quote. God dang it. Gotta get it in, huh? Yep. Hey, Santa Claus! Like, dude, you're such an effing nerd. Like, I, I love Christmas, but he is obsessed. He, uh, I still remember the, the, the story he told in a shoot interview about he wanted a special, shoot, bro. <laughs> he said he wanted a special WrestleMania entrance where he flew in on the back of Santa's sleigh. And he said, in April. yeah, <laughs> he's like, God dang it, Vince. He's like, I've seen you do incredible stuff with zip lines and, and sets and everything else. He's like, I want to be flown in on Santa Claus's sleigh. And he said, Vince said something along the lines of. Well, damn it, Mick. How the hell are we going to pick that sleigh up? You're such a fat ass. <laughs> and, I mean, Shawn Michaels is only like 150, 160 at WrestleMania 12. So, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, because he, he literally said something about like, he's like, uh, we're not going to be able to get that damn thing in the air with your fat ass inside of it. And Mick was like, all right, good point. And he walked away. Like, damn. I must not really wanted it, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, not only is it just Mick Foley, but it's like, you got a certain persona and whatever, and everybody's going to see you flying in on the back of Santa's sleigh, as you said, in April. It's just like, what the F is going on here? Like, no. Hell no. How, well, how about this? What if Santa Claus was flying it? Maybe? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you should be slapped uh, that. <laughs> Santa Claus, man, come on. Anyway. Uh, 
there is still an has, he has the biggest uh, balls of them all. <laughs> just a rumor. Yeah, yeah, just a rumor. There's still an outside chance of a Caitlin versus AJ Lee match for the Divas title being added to the WrestleMania 29 card. It's also possible that God hear our cries if don't put this on. What that? <laughs> uh, it's also uh, possible that they will be added to the tag team title match, which is Team Hell No against Dolph Ziggler and Big E Langston with a possible all titles change hands stipulation. No, that happens. <laughs> Hold on. Now, to be fair, they preface it with saying it's possible. Yeah. Got to give them that. None of that freaking happened. I didn't say it was going to happen. So. Was Vince Russo coming up with that? Bro, we'll put him in a six-person match, bro, and all titles change hands. Like, uh, no? <sighs> Whatever. But uh, sticking with the women, WWE is back to pushing ideas for new shows. The latest the company wants feedback on is a reality-based program centering on the divas. In fact, oh, WWE... Oh, God, it's going to happen. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh, no, it's coming. In fact, WWE.com is asking for fans to vote on what they want the show to be called. The options are... You ready for this? Uh, no. The, <laughs> the options are Divalicious... Diva Diaries, or Diva Complex. <laughs> Doesn't Diva Complex just make them sound like an annoying person? Uh, yeah. It's like, that could go many ways. I'm but sure there's a more colorful word, but I ain't going there. <laughs> all in all, I'm going to say, right. <laughs> I mean, the show happens. It's not called any of that crap. Oh, did, oh okay. You didn't say the actual name, did you? Okay, so they had no yeah. idea what it was. Exactly. Yeah, obviously, this would become to be known as Total Divas, as we all know, and yay. Which, yeah. by the way, by the way, Greg, that was that was not scripted. Okay, none of it. That was totally real. Don't don't you question <laughs> it. This is real. <laughs> uh, uh, I also want to point out it's the debut of Roxanne Perez. Really? Yeah, she was on there as a fan talking to Italian, saying, "I want to be a wrestler." Oh my yeah, god! So you never know these little girl. It could even be a boy, but little girls are. Going up to these women. Oh, I want to be a wrestler. Oh, it's a joke. Ha ha, you'll never do it. Really? Yeah. There's footage out there of Bailey doing that, of AJ Lee doing that. I mean, there you go, man. Who? Cora Jade. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, you see all these ones, like, uh, they actually follow through with it. Like, uh, there's pictures of, is MJF posing with uh, CM Punk? Yeah, with a cheesy smile. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, uh, I invited you to my bar mitzvah and you didn't show. <laughs> so now we're going to feud. Dude, that should have been, uh, been the catalyst for the feud. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a thing. Um, uh, it's a, the guy, he was Griff on Boy Meets World. Adam. I think oh was yeah. He was on uh episode of Jimmy Kimmel and he like Mark Hamill's like his idol and they surprised him with him. And Mark Hamill was like, I'm sorry I didn't come to your birthday. Oh, yeah. I, had a, it's like I had two other birthdays, a bar mitzvah and a supermarket opening that day. I just couldn't go. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Cole's heel run as an announcer is widely reviled among pro wrestling fans. But for the very first time, the man himself has come out to admit that it ran its course long before WWE made the decision to turn him back to a straight announcer. I feel uh, like what turned him back to a regular announcer was the night Waller had his heart attack. Yep, that's actually, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, after Jerry Lawler's heart attack live on air, Cole dropped the heel act. 
He said in an interview, quote, I think it was the right time. The heel run had a, had run its course. And if that's uh, not I, a sign from God, what is? Yeah, right. He said, I think it went on much longer than it should have, end quote. Yeah, I would say. I was among the few that didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of funny. But Dude, there was some I guess nice anything work. is funny that's a deviation from the horrible cold, so that's not saying much. But Right. But there were some nights I had to watch Raw on mute, because I religiously watched it back then. I, I could not listen to him and Lawler just bicker throughout the whole freaking show. Like, dude, enough already, man. Or when JR was there, he would go on with him. Like, can you call the match? Like, that'd be that'd be a revelation. Calling the wrestling match. How about that? Revelation like, is him calling a wrestling match good. Not including <laughs> now, by the way. It was really right. good now, but... <laughs> well, he actually said uh, he was, like, in the gym one day, and uh, he gets a call, and it's Jerry Lawler, and he's like, hey, Cole, I'm sorry. And he's like, Sorry about what? And he's like, oh, I killed your heel heat. He was like, I have a heart attack. <laughs> like, you're fine, man. He's like, plus, I, I didn't care. He's like, time for time for that to wrap up, man. Ah, oh, man. But I, I do have. Like, oh, go ahead. I think it's like the wrestling God saying, you better stop this crap or we're taking Lawler from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not the king. Man, do you remember that? That weird, was it the King of the Ring promo? Or it was like a commercial where he thought he was in heaven, then come to find out he's in hell, and all these other demons start beating him up. (laughs) Like, what the? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Don't want to think about that one. That was a real commercial, ladies and gents. I can't remember what show it was we talked about that on, but it happened. Well, we've only got one more story here, and it's actually from Ring of Honor. Um, And it's uh, it's about to change something on the show we're about to watch. But I, I feel with the subject matter, it should uh, mark the return of a certain segment to the podcast that you and I like. It is, that is one big pile of shit. What the f*** is this piece of shit? That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you, do you care to take a guess who, uh, who the subject is for this one? Uh, Rich Russo. In Ring of Honor? Oh, it's for Ring of Honor. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Don Callis. No, actually. I don't, I don't know if he's here at this time. Uh, but no, it is uh, somebody else who used to be in WWE, but we'll get to it. Though Charlie Haas was planning to retire after the Ring of Honor pay-per-view in New York, it was sped up when he got into a backstage fight with jobber Grizzly Redwood, and ROH management decided on the spot that his services were no longer required. Charlie announced his retirement on Twitter just hours after his surprising defeat. Charlie announced his retirement on Twitter just hours after his surprising defeat to local independent wrestler Jeff Neal at Ring of Honor's house uh, house show in Asheville, North Carolina. It is believed that Haas was picking on Grizzly and uh, became enraged when the enhancement talent stuck up for himself. ROH booker Hunter Johnson, better known by his ring name Delirious, was one of the people who pulled Haas off of Redwood. His temper flared up too, verbally ripping Charlie before telling him that his services for the evening were no longer required and to leave the building. However, oh, oh, go ahead. I'm just trying to figure out like a couple things here. You go off on a jobber. Two, Delirious isn't big enough to pull anybody off anybody. <laughs> uh, he he might be decept- deceptively strong or something. I don't know. I mean, I've but, met him. Uh, He's a little dude. He's like your size. Yeah, he he looks pretty small. <laughs> 
Uh, I used to think he kind of looked like Austin Aries, and I'm like, you know, you never seen him like because he's under a mask. It's like you never seen him and Austin Aries at the same place at the same time. I don't think I want to see Austin Aries anywhere, but <laughs> no, not not anymore. But however, that didn't happen as Haas returned shortly thereafter and insisted that he would do the match whether they wanted him to or not, and he was a professional. You know, the guy that just I don't think to- I don't think it works like that, dude. Right. Also. After you just got into a backstage fight and you're like, I'm a professional. But the, <laughs> How's that the work? Decision, by the way? I'm going to do it whether you want me to or not. Yeah, um, well, like, we're not going to have you go out there. But. Yeah, it's like, uh, do you not have security? But apparently they backed down. Uh, the decision was made by ROH management to allow him to perform, but never to use him ever again, fearing that trying to stop him would create an even bigger scene. There was no, no problem with the match itself. Uh, but his post-match retirement promo caused more headaches as he went into business for himself with a vicious burial of Johnson, uh, announcer Kevin Kelly, and storyline commissioner Nigel McGinnis. Wait, 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 he buried Kevin Kelly? Yeah. Well, you uh, know. Then you can please die. <laughs> but in particular, Haas smeared McGinnis by repeatedly screaming about him having hepatitis C, which is a lie. As he revealed in his documentary, The Last of McGinnis, Nigel once had hepatitis B, a big difference, and he has since had it cured. Yeah. Well, a Why? little kid's daycare going on back there, huh? Yeah, this is, this is like AEW-type stuff here. Although, uh, there, no, there's no Sammy Guevara. Yeah, right. Uh, although, I will say, at least AEW doesn't give the guy they just pretty much fired a live mic. Good yeah. God. Like, I realize this wasn't televised, but you couldn't cut the mic. It's not like you control production or anything. Like, By 2013, God. whether it's on TV or not, it's going to be on TV. <laughs> yeah. It's like you just let him go out there, bury the world. You don't cut his mic, cut the lights, nothing. You're just like, ah, let it happen. And then, like, Nigel McGinnis is deceptively, like, bigger, like, in real life. Because looking at him on TV, I'm like, ah, he's a pretty little dude. And, like, I know I'm small, obviously, but he's, like, pretty damn big. Like, I was standing next to him. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, he's, he's probably taller than you, actually. And I he is. He I met been, him. Yeah. Yeah. I would have uh, at a WrestleCon. I, I thought he was smaller than like than you, but nope. People that don't know, Greg is like not on the short side. I am. He's not. But either either way, uh, that does it for that. And that was, uh, by the way, uh, the uh, the nice returning segment of that is one big pile of shit. I never thought Charlie Haas was a good guy. I don't know. Like I met him. Oh, once. remember, th- remember that uh, that time Courtney was on commentary. He goes, Charlie Haas is pissed off. It must be Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that, <laughs> and it's very true. And like Shelton is the nicest guy you'll ever freaking meet. I I well, got there's a reason one of them's still on TV today, and the other one's where the hell he's at. Oh, I know what Haas is doing. He's making an appearance. And this is not a knock because I love it, but he's making appearances with a major wrestling podcast. He was at the live show we were at last year in Dallas. And uh, he's back at home with his hot-ass wife. So there's that. Good for him, I guess. You know, somebody's got to win some way. Not, not Plus, I see why he's always pissed off. I always wondered, why are you always pissed off? Look at who you're married to, man. And apparently he's independently wealthy, so he doesn't need to wrestle. Like, hey, he, life is good for Charlie Haas. And then he just walks around like the world just crapped in a sandwich. <laughs> like, who peed in your Wheaties, man? Because uh, I always have this story of... Uh, when my dad and I went to a Ring of Honor show one time, uh, like he didn't know anybody. I, I watched Ring of Honor. He didn't. 
but he knew them because he watched WWE. He's like, oh, cool, World's Greatest Tag Team. We went over, got their autograph, and talked to him for a minute. Dude, Charlie didn't even look at us. He's like, his eyes are all over the place. He looks like he's bored. Shelton's smiling, looking right at us, chatting with us. I'm like, wow, okay, big contrast here. Yep. But anyway, <laughs> that does it for the news and notes. On the other end of this, we are going to get into the event at hand. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in where I talk about the sports beat in the capital district also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back we're back it's ring of honor super card of honor seven took place april 5th 2013 at the hammerstein ballroom in new york new york uh it was a packed house of 1800 people can't get that many people in the ballroom you know it is what it is uh, they never did say what their pay-per-view rating was. I don't think this was on pay-per-view. This was all iPay-per-view, yeah. Okay, yeah, and they don't really release those numbers. And I didn't know this before, because, uh, like, you can't find, like, straight numbers for TNA. And somebody revealed before, they're like, well, they're not publicly traded, so they don't have to reveal those numbers, whereas WWE does. So, plus, they that, need it. And their numbers are terrible now on pay-per-view. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, WWE also doesn't have anything to hide with their ratings and their numbers and everything. So uh, TNA clearly did. They're like, yeah, it's uh, 
in the ballpark of like 30,000 to 80,000. You know, somewhere in there. Could be a million. Could be two. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it, it's somewhere in between. But You're after a business. pretty... <laughs> right. Uh, well, you know why? Fuck you, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but after a pretty cool but very long opening package, we come into the sold-out Hammerstein Ballroom. Commentary is being done by Kevin Kelly and Caleb Seltzer. Who I'm yeah. not entirely who I'm not entirely convinced is not Dave Meltzer in a like in a mask. Well actually. Yeah, he pulls it off. It was me all along. Plans changed. It was <laughs> me all plans changed, pal. It was me all along. Holy crap. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> who the hell is Caleb? That- I don't remember. Honestly, oh, that what? might have been more intriguing than that been saying to me all along. We all knew it. It was the worst yeah. kept secret ever. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I went over like a like a wet fart. Uh, but who the hell Game is Caleb? <laughs> Caleb Seltzer? I don't remember this dork. I have no idea. Yeah, it looked like Kevin Kelly just brought a, his cousin to work with him. He's like, oh, I need a broadcast partner. Caleb, you doing anything this weekend? Come on. Well, before the first match starts, R.D. Evans comes out with QT Marshall. And this yep. is back when <laughs> we can't escape this dork. <laughs> By the way, this was back when he was QT Marshall, not QT Marshall. There you go. Wait, so that and, was the thing. Yeah, okay. That's why Cornette still calls him that because that's how he knows him. Okay. Right. RD tells the crowd to that uh, tells him to shut the F up, uh, but he does not. He uh, RD says it. He went through the world of wrestling to find QT's partner. He teases very various big stars that were supposedly wanting to team with uh, team with this uh, balding We're not buying the all, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. We're laughing it off. Dude, QT is like, he's got a dad bod. He's balding. Like, I know Dresses I just like of... Charlie uh, Harper and two and a half men. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he's wearing a robe that says God's gift. It looks like he just can't, like, he's walking out of the bathroom and back. I have his, never uh... in my life wanted to return a gift from God. Ever. Right. Till now. <laughs> I feel like this is like he got that robe himself so that when he like gets out of the shower, he like can tease his wife. <laughs> He's like, you don't want some of this? Come on now. I'll go grill a mean burger afterwards. Anyway, but RD says he ultimately decided on himself. Yeah, because, you know, what's better than QT Marshall is RD Evans teaming with him. Got it. Why are you saying this sarcastically? Oh, I don't know. Because okay. uh, they suck. The whole thing sucks. QT does not seem very psyched about this, by the way. Would they... you? <laughs> no. Uh, well, I wouldn't be psyched if I was QT Marshall, but that's me. Uh, but this is QT Marshall and Hardy Evans taking on the team of ACH and Tadarius Thomas, a.k.a. Where the f*** are these guys? Where is uh, ACH this... now? He was, that was Jordan Miles, right? Yeah. He's the one that claimed uh, WWE was racist. Yeah, said WWE was racist and that everybody else was racist. And that became his gimmick after a while. It's just like everybody was racist and he was well, better he than Jack. everybody. He was a fan right. of New Jack. So. And he, well, he also said that he was more talented than everybody. So that's why he couldn't get work. Is New you Jack know, on the list? Because I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we've heard this before, man. He was too good. So they couldn't hire him to make everybody else look bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As far as the dude that said the same crap is back on TV. What's his name? That little guy from Rewater? The short. Cheese- uh, oh, cheeseburger? Uh, no. No, no. Uh, he wears the octopus mask. Oh, uh, Jonathan Gresham. 
Yeah, I think he's back on either AEW or Ring of Honor. Not on Dynamite, though, but... Or yeah. Impact. He's somewhere. I think, I think he's in Impact with his wife. Like, dude, just, just stay there, man. Like, he's a good wrestler, but, like, the world is not clamoring for more uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham, man. I will, so you know, can I'll we, give him... So, can we, can we actually call him a vanilla midget, or is that no? Oh, good God. Because he is. <laughs> I will say, yeah, director. What is it, me? Comes on me. I will say, uh, I, I got to go a little easy on him, whatever, because he said he was. I like. I don't know if this was self-induced or whatever. I'm not gonna throw stones with that, but he said he went through like a huge bout with depression and gained a crap ton of weight and whatever there for a while, uh, which is weird because while he's doing that, his wife is getting into like Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of shape. So <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but Looked like she could bench press a damn mountain. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, so he he was chairing pictures. He uh, I've never seen someone can both have a beer gut and abs at the same time. It was kind of weird, but he did. And uh, yeah, he said a he gained a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but either way, it looks like uh, he pulled himself out of it. So good for him with that one. But uh, to Darius Thomas, like this dude just like disappeared and he's like, go on forever, bro. I had forgot all about him until this right here. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, you were a thing. Kind of, sort of. This goes about once a month. Yeah. Uh, in the end, Artie gets kicked out of the ring. QT get, gets hit with a uh, with uh, various kick combos. And then ACH hits. What? This is a hell of a name. He hits ACH's big thing on QT. For the <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's the name of his finisher. No, I, know, I didn't hear him call it that, though. Yeah, they drove it. Caleb Seltzer drove it home on commentary. It's, now, it's I, ACH's big thing. I, I will <laughs> say this. I might have missed a lot of things they said because I wasn't watching it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this happens right here. You know, like when you're there, you're like looking at other stuff. So I might have right, missed some stuff yeah. on commentary. That was that was hilarious. I'm like, he just calls it ACH's big thing. I, I mean, there's some innuendo there, but whatever. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this trace stars. I gave it two and a half. I thought it was average. Let's say you. I gave it three. I thought it was really fun. It was fun. But, I mean, RD got his ass kicked throughout the whole thing, you know, as you do. Oh, I wasn't complaining about that. <laughs> QT uh, held his own for a little bit, but basically this was a stunt show for ACH and Tadarius. So. Not wrong. The only thing I really remember about ACH is uh, his theme was kind of fun. But he was a huge nerd for Dragon Ball Z. Like, all of his attires had looked like Goku's outfit. Cue the New Day. <laughs> yeah, right. But after the match, R.D. Evans goes off on QT Marshall for losing. They eventually get over it, and R.D. helps QT to the back. To the back! Yeah, nothing, nothing happens. No. Uh, who would have cared if it did? Well, I'm not saying I would have cared, but, like, you know, if something was going to happen, wouldn't this be the show for it to happen at? Yeah, I uh, gotta have that big blow off between QT Marshall and RD Evans. <laughs> See now when you say it like that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> asshole. I, I mean, I'm not wrong, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh, some man. random music hits. You can tell they were they literally just Googled uh, royalty free rap music. <laughs> on, on yeah, uh, <laughs> they threw it up. You know what? I put it on there. It's funny you said that. I put this sounds like something that. Uh, Peacock would dub over for like, uh, you know, somebody <laughs> with that genre of music, right? Like it I kind of sound playing this throughout a New Jack uh, match. 
to replace um, that Dr. Dre song. Oh God! <laughs> it almost sounds to me like uh, what something like what uh, Shelton eventually came back to WWE using. Remember yeah. that? This yeah. is like a generic rap beat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, one of the coolest songs all wrestling, and they strip them and give them that. I know. I'm like, was that owned by somebody? You don't own it anymore, or did you just feel like, ah, dang it, pal, time for a change? Okay, according to Cardona and Myers, when they wanted, well, Cardona specifically, when he wanted his old, oh, they no, it was both of them. They wanted that song uh, in the middle of it. Oh, that rocks, dude! Yeah, and they told him they couldn't use it because it has to be updated for sound quality or something like that. That's what they said. And then I guess that. Uh, Cardona said he got in some trouble being a smartass and saying, well, you know, Jeff Hardy's theme was on the same CD and you're using that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the thing or what. Yeah. Like, uh, like, come on, man. Like, that song kicked all the ass. I love that song. It, it was funny because, like, they were, like, not, like, a top tag team or anything. And it was, like, that song hits, and it's like, oh, out comes Ryder and Hawkins. I like both those guys, but their push was not like top tier level or anything. It's crazy they that were, now they'd be the most over team if they went back. I know, right? Dude, when they reformed after uh, Curtis, uh, Kurt Hawkins' dumb losing streak crap, uh, when they reunited, fans loved it. They were over like Rover, man. I still think it was funny when Hawkins started wearing the, the Edge ripoff tights. That was pretty cool. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that random music hits and Shelton Benjamin comes to the ring alone. Even commentary is thrown off by this. They're like, huh? What's this music? Who the hell is this? And then he comes out. They're like, oh, it's Shelton. Look, I liked the the they call themselves wrestling's greatest tag team in the ring of honor. I like the song they used, but there was no way that would have fit Shelton coming out alone. All right. It was if anybody goes and I think it was called beat you down or something like that. Yeah. If anybody hears it. It definitely fit Charlie more than it did Shelton. I'll put it that way. But Shelton says he's got some bad. He he's got some bad news, <laughs> and uh, and Charlie Haas is not there tonight to uh, face him, work with him, whatever. And then he says he doesn't have a match and points out Cheeseburger at ringside to get in the ring. Shelton gives Cheeseburger a hand. How many times has this been done in this venue? By the way, how many times uh, you see that this? Yeah, I know. The this, death, man. this is very ECW-esque, this whole segment. Uh, but, I was just uh, saying out the show, because there's actually good wrestling on here. Oh, yeah, exactly. But Shelton gives Cheeseburger a hand for standing up to Charlie Haas in the past. He's interrupted by Mike Bennett, Maria, and brutal Bob Evans. And as we all know, Bob Evans is a star of this here show. I, Dude, I thought they, I came, they came out, and I was like, my God, I forgot about Bob Evans. <laughs> Never has a name Brutal Bob been more apropos. Yeah. Because uh, then you see him wrestle or you hear him talk, boom. Exactly. It's brutal, but not in the way they mean it. But Mike Bennett tells not the like, ROH. You know, Brock Lesnar brutal. Right. We're talking Mike grandma ben- getting out of the tub brutal. <laughs> wow. And you having to see it. Uh, <laughs> but Mike Bennett tells the ROH fans not to cheer for him now that he's finally back from injury. He then says that it's insane that he doesn't have a match on tonight's show. He insults Cheeseburger and says that he's going to announce who he's or who he's going to sign with. But Cheeseburger grabs the mic from him and he insults every member of that threesome group. And then he gets cold cocked by Mike Bennett for insulting Maria. 
having to be carried to the back, or uh, then he has to be carried to the back. Shelton Benjamin says, I guess I got my match, and he socks Bennett in the face. In the face! In the face! And that leads to Shelton Benjamin versus Mike Bennett. He's got Maria Bennett, and, uh, or I guess just Maria at this time, and uh, Brutal Bob Evans in his corner. By the way, uh, was his name the, <laughs> you, the Prodigy? No, it was um, the like Miracle, right? That was Impact. Uh, right here, because he, he kept saying, I think he said his, his nickname was the Prodigy at the time. Like, we got a much better I looking Prodigy. I clearly didn't listen nowadays. so much. I watched all the matches, but I clearly missed a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was his, his first nickname. And then, like, he kept going on about how he was a movie star or whatever. It's like, you've never been in anything. Like, if you're going to go with that gimmick, at least make it somewhat realistic. Like, he's, he never did music. He was never in a Maybe movie or a show. Maybe he did a show. for, like, a... Uh, Educational show or something. Yeah. Yeah. Stay up close, kids. Wow. Too oh deep. my god. You said that. It's okay. Clean himself up now. Good for him. But this one is just over seven and a half minutes. During the match, Bennett mocks CM Punk, letting us know the bigger stars are on the other channel this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Another another ECW thing. Yeah. In this venue. Yep. Uh, Brutal Bob gets involved behind the ref's back once, but Maria gets up on the apron to make out with Mike Bennett, and then she turns her back to the ring to gyrate around, you know, like you do. I'm okay with that. When Bennett gets taken out, Shelton gets close, and Maria doesn't realize she's rubbing and grinding up on Shelton Benjamin. The commentator... You didn't realize the pecs? (laughs) He's built as hell, really? Not that, be, not that Bennett's dragging or anything, but... I was going to say, to be fair, clear, it was pretty ripped. It's, it's clear as day, though, is a huge difference. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you caught this. Seltzer, a comment that would never fly today. I mean, this whole thing wouldn't fly today. But Seltzer, yeah, my commentary, I caught it. <laughs> says that Maria has jungle fever. <laughs> Mother of God. I, I want to say that movie was based in Brooklyn. Because I think Spike Lee did it, right? So it fits the venue, at least. I, I thought. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. You're trying to make this better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. But she eventually, eventually realizes it and gets shocked because she sees the hands, you know? Because unlike WCW, we know Mike Bennett <laughs> is not black. <laughs> WCW See, apparently. Have 1997, by the way. Now in the archives, you'll get what we mean. Yeah, Maybe right. the black man is Sting. Maybe. Hey, it could be yeah. the real one. You never know. And this was back when they were complaining he didn't have a good tan. <laughs> Some of the dumbest things I've ever seen. What is going to be the real thing? It can even be the African-American man. <laughs> like, okay, I'll buy that. <laughs> but yeah, she eventually realizes it, gets shocked. Shelton ducks, and Bennett super kicks her. The only thing I have to say about this whole thing is... What the fuck? Come on. Yeah. You don't say that for non- WCW, ECW things much, but you know, there we are. Yeah. Well, in the end, Bennett sits on Shelton's shoulders during a sunset flip attempt. Brutal Bob holds Mike hand, Mike's hands to keep him down, and Bennett wins. Uncle Dave gave it deuce and a half. I gave it two. What say you? Oh, deuce, huh? That's what I'll give it. <laughs> it was a match. Nothing, uh, nothing to write home about. It was one of those, oh, yeah. Uh, those guys were there. They 
were pushing Mike Bennett there for a while, like they were going to do something with him, and then just, uh, meh. Yeah, I thought Impact was like going to go big with him, and then he ended up going to WWE, and that dude just, I know they say, oh, you got to make, you know, something with what you got. Like, they saddled him with the, the worst crap they possibly effing could. Nobody was going to get, like, they literally took his balls off. Well, hold like, on. Did you see his wife, though? He's already won life, so. Yeah. It's like, dude, uh, at least he got his rehab paid for. That's all I can say. Hey, he's uh, one of the few people to admit that, by the way. We're all still crapsing the baby for it. Yeah, they paid for it for me. I wasn't even there. I wasn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but up next, we have this one. It is Unbreakable. Michael Elgin taking on the greatest first-generation wrestler of all time. Hell Jay yes. Lethal. It is a number one contenders match for the ROH World Heavyweight title. Goes just shy of 19 minutes. So, first <sighs> note I had, I love the, this is wrestling chance. Like, no, this is NASCAR. <laughs> so here's how I took it. I felt like we were finally getting some wrestling. That's, that's how I heard it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I this, this is a damn good match, and I'll, I'll get to the review at the end. But uh, So... When Elgin locks in the crossface, we get a Chris Benoit chant. Did you hear that? I, I, I didn't do it. I was sitting there going, oh my god. <laughs> it sounded like that person got booed, too. I don't uh, know why, but it was yeah. very audible. I don't think it was in the front row. Yeah. I think, it was somewhere, I think it was somewhere right next to a camera, and the microphone picked it all up. Yeah, somebody was chanting Chris Benoit, and then I heard some people going, boo, like a, a few moments later. Damn, dude. But, you know, keep it classy, New York. Anyway, in the end, Elgin hits a super Elgin bomb, followed by a spinning back fist, a buckle bomb, and then an Elgin bomb for for good measure to make sure lethal is good and dead. Uh, Uncle Dave and I both gave this four stars. What say you? I gave it four. This was the second best match of the night. Oh, yeah. This was fantastic. I love this. I've seen both these men wrestle live in Ring of Honor. My favorite. I wish I could see Jay, Rest- Jay Lethal wrestle now, but instead yeah, of having right. a match uh, as recording this, instead of having a match on Dynamite, they went and visited the Briscoe's farm and looked like idiots doing uh, farm work and stuff. That's a great use of Jay Lethal. Yeah. And I'm not okay. knocking the Briscoe's farm either. Okay, whatever. But it's like Jay Lethal should be wrestling, not sitting around in freaking overalls. And, uh, yeah. Effing stupid, man. Uh, Jay Lethal should be uh, one of your top guys, Tony Khan. Jay Lethal uh, cannot be seen on camera without Sanjay Dutt and uh, Jeff Jarrett and Zippy the Pinhead. Yep. It's it's uh, a crime how good this man is and he's not being used. I know. It's a crime and a half. He was the guy in Ring of Honor for like, what, almost two years, I think. He got super over doing a Macho Man cosplay, which should have been a joke. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, first that, and then Ring of Honor used him as, like, their top guy for, you know, like I said, about two years, give or take. And then... World champion, hey, TV champion, tag champion, he's done everything. Everything. Yeah. Yep. But no, uh, he's relegated to Dark and uh, a, a four-man, oh, like, like, yeah, that's stable with uh, people who don't effing matter. Whatever. Makes me mad. What's but, happening? Uh, You're good, man. Great, even. <laughs> Oh, yep. Goods underselling that man. Very true. But after the match, Scum hits the ring to beat down Lethal and Elgin. Scum is Rhino, Cliff Compton, Rhett Titus, Jimmy Jacobs, and Jimmy Rave. 
the Cliff Compton. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my God, it's Cliff Compton. I, Run I down that remember. list again, one by one. Uh, oh, who's in it? Rhino. You know, yeah, he's been all actually, over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a wrestling whore, but he's he's good. You know, he still uh, gets eyeballs. Uh, hey, he showed up at uh, a little indie promotion here in Dayton, and we like they packed the freaking house. So, but anyway, uh, him, Cliff Compton, former WWE guy. Yeah, was he Deuce or Domino? I think or he was Domino. Deuce. What's Domino? I, yeah. Oh, I freaking no! The only reason I, I remember, I remember Domino. Cherry. She was all all the way live. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Uh, the only reason I remember he was Domino was because again a local promotion thing. Uh, a guy was cutting a promo on him and said in their match he was going to knock him down like a stack of dominoes. Oh, God, you know what? I just had another <laughs> flashback to Antlover. <laughs> he was talking uh, to us about this crate, and he said, dude, they had Cliff Compton dominoes. How brilliant was that? He was, like, oh, really yeah. proud of this. He was proud as hell of this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That Cliff Compton dominoes? What? Man, how often? Where can you get those? <laughs> Shut the hell. Yeah, where can you get those? I want to do to see the hell we were next for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, Brett Titus, another one. That's actually well, a Ring of One original and, and only, I think. Right. He was he was fine, but like, dude, he, he was painfully thin. I'm like, dude, do you eat? Fishy white. <sighs> Couldn't weigh more than 100 pounds. <laughs> that was one thing he was not, was fishy white. He, <laughs> he had a star came made of. Yeah, but it just, it works with the whole thing. <laughs> right. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs, who got fired from the yeah. WWE for uh, you know being on being the elite, and you've uh, uh, been back and forth a couple times, right? Yeah, the Zombie Princess, uh, and finally Jimmy Rave, who unfortunately has passed away. The That's only thing I, man. the only thing, yeah, I know uh, what he had to go through was actually awful. what he had like, to go through was like it wasn't just the death part. It's like man. Yeah, like, he lost an arm, he lost a leg, and then he lost the other arm, the other leg, and then he died. Ugh, like, man, that was awful. But anyway, yeah, I, I brought us down enough with that one. But Scum comes out, uh, beats down Lethal and Elgin or whatever, and then Steve Carino tells Ring of Honor to get their team out there and make the funeral arrangements because Scum is about to kill the company. Uh, and well, he yells well, that, it like it's a crackhead, by the way. Yeah. Oh, who did kill the company? I'm trying to think. Well, because then they they got shut down for a while, didn't they? Can we blame COVID? COVID? Yeah, yeah, I think they did. There you go. But this team is scum. People I just mentioned taking on Team Ring of Honor, which is Mark Briscoe, Mike Mondo, Cedric Alexander, Caprice Coleman, and BJ Whitmer in a ten man war. Caprice yeah. Coleman. Uh, that's the announcer now, right? Yes. Yeah, he is damn good. I wish they can get rid of X-Grant and put him on there. I've heard him uh, I've heard him actually talk a few times and like or do commentary a few times. Yeah, he's he's pretty damn good. I was I was shocked. I, I and the only reason and Rick and I never really are just great together. Yeah. The only reason I was shocked is because I never really heard him talk. So I was like, ah, okay. Well he's pretty damn good, man. But well, uh, if I watch Corey Graves in NXT, I wouldn't think that guy was gonna be a good announcer. Yeah, right. So I guess you never well, know. Depend, uh, you know, careful you say that too. I know. But, but yeah, Cedric Alexander, now the commentator. BJ Whitmer. Uh, no, Cedric you know. Alexander is now wrestling. Yeah, so Cedric Alexander is WWE. 
Uh, BJ yeah, she got on TV last week. Oh, how about that? But Whitmer's a kind of a just a an indie guy. Always hung around. Was always there. He's currently in AEW, I believe. At least he's breaking up fights every week. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I mean, this is going to sound like I'm knocking him, but I'm, I'm really not at his age. I mean, that's, that's good use for him because he is a he is a good uh, a good hand. He's not you know he was never going to be a star or anything. He was a mainstay in the uh, like a midwestern indie scene for years and years. Uh, Mark Briscoe, obviously, we know him. And then Mike Mondo. That one threw me for a loop. For anybody you know who remember, he is? Anybody <laughs> just remember, he was Mikey in the Spirit Squad. He's the original John Silver. Oh my god. <laughs> what's, what's I'm getting kinda, trouble. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But yeah, now that you say that, yeah. Not I a knock. I, he's one, John Silver is one of my guilty pleasures, but so it's not a knock, but it's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, he he was in Spirit Squad in here. He was looking svelte, great shape, whatever. Then he goes back to WWE to, to when they brought the Spirit Squad back for a minute. And he's like overweight, bald. I'm like, what the hell happened to you, Mikey? <sighs> you want to pay him enough money to buy Twinkies. Yeah, right. He he went on the uh, Braden Walker diet. Holy <laughs> crap, you said that. Uh, between <laughs> jobs, he uh, beefed up. <laughs> anyway. And he got sober. That... He became the designated driver. At least that's a joke James Storm made. <laughs> wow. But this goes for uh, 11 and a half minutes to Caleb Seltzer. Uh, Steve Carino drops the big R word on him. I uh, don't know if you heard that. I did not. Now he Steve Carino repeatedly calls him. Uh, I'll bleep it out for anybody who gets triggered. But on commentary, Steve Carino repeatedly calls Caleb Seltzer a retard. Why? I don't, they were they were fighting, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's like yeah." Wait, you when did this happen? That. I must have missed something completely. Yeah, you gotta you gotta listen to commentary on this match, dude. He's Steve Carino's like fighting with him throughout. Well, up until the a moment I'm going to get to here in a minute, but he's fighting with him throughout the whole thing on commentary. And it's uh, his mother or something. Well, Seltzer is is going with you know like uh, all Team Ring of Honor, obviously. And uh, uh, Carino is like, oh yeah, you would think that. Oh, you you're just a big retard and whatever. Like, oh my gosh, things that wouldn't fly again. Hey, it's in, uh, uh, it's Ring of Honor. It's New York. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but I don't think Ring of Honor is notorious for doing stuff like that, though. So, but it is New York. That is correct. But anyway. I couldn't believe he actually said that on commentary. But in uh, in the middle of the match, this goes on because Carino beats the piss out of Caleb Seltzer and then gets in the ring. God. Uh, yeah, BJ Whitmer, yeah, Whitmer gets handcuffed to the bottom rope and Mike Mondo gets powder in the eye. In the end, Caprice Coleman eats a gore from Rhino, leading to a scum victory. Uncle Dave gave this three and a half. I gave it two and a half. I thought it was very average. What say you? I gave it two. I was it getting was, bored. Yeah. yeah. It was just nothing but chaos, man. And I know, 10-man war. I get it. But I just, not my kind of thing. But Steve Carino tells the fans that they've been cheering for the wrong guys. And tonight, Scum will ensure that uh, Kevin Steen leaves New York City still the Ring of Honor champion. You know, get it. Let's not get ahead. Oh. <laughs> you want? You want me to hit it? Whoa! Anyway, uh, we now get video highlights.
from years ago where uh, Jay Briscoe got multiple Ring of Honor title shots against Xavier, Samoa Joe, Takeshi Morishima, Nigel McGinnis, Jerry Lynn, and Roger Just say Strong. everybody. Yeah. Uh, these were, yeah, he pretty much faced the entire Ring of Honor catalog at that point and lost. Uh, during the video package, we hear someone doing a mic check and giving instructions to production. Good grief. This is pay-per-view. Did you catch that? I did. Because at first... I, was I actually like, had to it a little bit. Like, did I just hear that? Yeah, I'm like, is this part of it? And I'm like, nope. Because at first, he's like, check one, two, check one, two. And then he's like, yeah, we're going to do such and such. I was like, oh my gosh. And nobody catches this and is hitting buttons like furiously in the back. I sure wonder if they're <sighs> watching in the back. Yeah, right. Was Jim Cornette still here at the time? Because I feel like he would have been pulling his hair out. I, I don't know if he was there yet. I don't know. I don't know the history of him there. Uh, well, no, he was definitely there, like at least before this, because he was he was talking about well, when I you know we made Kevin Steen champion, so you know that's how much I hated him. Ring uh, says return to Ring of Honor and OVW two thousand nine through twenty twelve. So I think he just left. Yeah. Okay. On October eighth, twenty twelve, it was reported that Cornette was replaced with Hunter Johnson. Okay. So he just left the company not long ago. After more recap videos, Nigel McGinnis comes out to join Kevin Kelly on commentary. I'm just gonna say that's an upgrade. <laughs> By the way, where is Nigel now? Uh, he's back in Ring of Honor, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where he belongs. You see all the but, jokes uh, when Tony Khan announced that Wembley show? Yeah. Nigel McGuinness was standing right next to him. Oh, we're going to have Adam Cole announce it. No, not Nigel McGuinness. I don't think he has any ties to England or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like he probably hates whatever football team plays there, but yeah. Yeah, right. I think that's <laughs> serious, man. Oh, yeah. But up next, this is Roderick Strong versus Machine Gun Carl Anderson. It goes 12 and a half minutes. In the end, Roderick comes off of the ropes and gets caught with a gun stun. Anderson then pins him for the win. Uncle Dave gave this three and a half stars. I actually gave it four. Let's say you. I gave it three. Really great. I love this match. I thought these two were great together. I've always been a huge Roddy fan. So uh, be a, uh, I'm always be a big supporter of his. To be honest, I like Carl Anderson. I just haven't seen much of his stuff as a singles wrestler. So I know he had a, a run not too long ago in, in New Japan, but I didn't pay too much attention to it. So, yeah, he is good. Really on SmackDown. Uh, are the Good Brothers on SmackDown now? The whole OC is. Ah, nice. They get drafted as a unit or separate? Yeah, all four of them. They went together. <laughs> That's funny how you can, like, draft a unit of people. But they didn't do that last time. All of a sudden, this time they are. Well, whatever. Yeah. Well, I remember in the original draft, you couldn't draft like tag teams or whatever, and they would like purposely like split them up. It's like, ugh. like why? Let's say this, like, uh, I think was it Devon that got drafted first? Like, dude, if SmackDown drafted Devon, other than to sabotage them, why would you want just Bubba Ray? <laughs> Who gives a crap? <laughs> like now you're just um, wasting picks. Man, but, you gotta piss uh, off somebody. You got a letter. <laughs> but up next it is everybody's favorite wrestler Matt Taven he's got 
Truth Martini and Scarlet. The feature is Scarlet Bordeaux in his corner. Uh, They're taking on Matt Hardy with Steve Carino and Adam Cole, baby. Well, not yet, but yeah. Uh, it is a three-way elimination match for the ROH television title. This goes just shy of 11 and a half minutes. I forget how awesome Matt Hardy's Voodoo Johnson theme was. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that, Matt Hardy's Voodoo Johnson. Voodoo Johnson. Sounds, <laughs> that sounds like an innuendo. Giggity. But yeah, I don't know. I like that band. Like a lot of people don't know about them, but like if you're a, an old Ring of Honor fan, you know who the hell they are. I thought they did good work on his theme. But Steve Carino goes full weirdo and calls Matt Hardy the Jesus Christ of professional wrestling. Right. He's also in the same faction, got the Antichrist of professional wrestling. So there's that. Yeah, wait. What do you get? <laughs> you got both sides of the coin. There you go. You got, you got all That's the how you avoid hell and heaven. <laughs> right. what, are you, what are you missing here? I think this was the first time we've ever seen Scarlet Bordeaux, by the way. And uh, the last. Thank God. I will say, I, I know oh, this is like, uh, duh, but she was looking all the way live here. She did have red hair at the time, though, and she hadn't quite gotten her uh, <clears throat> uh, doctor visits in. But, you know, she's still all the way live. Nigel makes a bunch of gay jokes about Truth Martini on commentary, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. Is he actually get... I don't think so. I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me, but, uh, and they will. But, no, like, uh, I, I, I hope not, because Nigel was saying all this in, like, a derogatory way. Because, like, Matt Taven poses with the title, and Scarlet gets on her knees on one side, and Truth gets on his knees on the other. And Nigel's like, yeah, Truth is used to that position. <laughs> like, holy God. <sighs> and then later he's going on about, uh, he said something about, oh, normally so-and-so wears pants or something like that. He's like, oh, I wish Truth would have wore some pants. Oh, look, he, he she even shaved his legs. <laughs> I never understood why he dressed like that. Dude, he looked like uh, he looked like the Mad Hatter crossed with, like, I'll say, he looked like the Mad Hatter at a Pride Parade. It just, it was weird, man. I don't get the top hat. I will say this, though, to compliment him, uh, I thought he was very underrated as a manager. Like, I always loved the the Book of Truth thing, the House of Truth. I always thought that stuff was super cool. Like, uh, he was a great manager, always knew the positions, not the way that Nigel well, meant Well, yeah. <laughs> now you too, huh? My, I, my, one of my favorite things was when, like, his client would hit a big move, and he would, like, do a lap around the ring with his book high in the air. Yeah, high in the air, yes. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. And I pointed out we uh, we did a uh, Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year that he was on, and he had he got like a custom Japanese cover for the Book of Truth. I'm like, now that is attention to detail with your gimmick. That is cool. But but anyway, uh, distracting from the match because you know that's that's a good thing to do. Or ECW, uh, Scarlet gives Nigel McGinnis a lap dance and then takes her shirt off. Look, I'm not complaining about any of this. I'm just saying it's distracting for the match. But Hardy hits a twist of fate on Matt Taven, but the ref is distracted for reasons. So Adam Cole kicks Matt Hardy in the junk. In the, the junk. Turn. The ref turns as Cole rolls Hardy up and pins him to eliminate him. Carino gets in the ring now to shake Cole's hand. Cole pe- uh, gets sent into Carino. Taven hits a modified DDT on Adam Cole and pins him to win. 
Uncle Dave gave it two and a half. I give it deuce. What say you? I gave it two. Just a mess. Felt One like- of my least favorite matches of the night. Not good. Bad. Uh, not good. Believe me, not good. Matt Taven, man. Uh, you know, that screams ratings right there. You want me to tell you how to his house? So it's on the know, edge man. of the street, right? And then you go up one little alley, and then you walk up a hill, and then down two blocks. There's gonna be a bunch of houses. There's one house in the bush in front of it. That's where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. When I see Matt Taven on a card, I think, Shut up and take my money. <sighs> Shut up Maybe and that's take just my me. money back. <laughs> right. Hey, man, he single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, not <No>. Okada. <laughs> right. But Matt Hardy puts on a headset now I'm, on commentary. Yeah, Bob, honestly, but that's just me. But Matt Hardy puts on a headset on commentary and literally cries. He cries, bro, about being eliminated via a kick to the nuts. Oh, man. I'm fair, I'm telling you. <laughs> Up next, we've got Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly defending the Ring of Honor tag team titles against my favorite Ring of Honor tag team, the American Wolves, Davey Richards, and Eddie Edwards. Uh, this, right. goes, this goes about 21 minutes. I only own one Ring of Honor shirt, as far as I know, and it's a Davey Richards shirt. And the first ring, I got that at the first Ring of Honor show I ever went to, and uh, when he's doing his entrance, he gets up on the on the corner, and like he like saw me in the crowd wearing his shirt, and he like pointed at me. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, pick my ass out of a crowd. Putting out the next victim. <laughs> he's like, everybody kick that guy's ass. Uh, but anyway, uh, in the end, Davey gets kicked off of an O'Connor roll, and from the outside, Bobby Fish kicks him in the head. Kyle O'Reilly then rolls him up for the pinfall win and to retain the titles. Uncle Dave gave this four and a half stars. I gave it three and a half. What say you? I gave it four. I, I liked love it. this. Uh, I really liked it. It just, I don't know. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. I don't know. It wasn't bad by any means. It it's really not um, lethal and what's his name, but it's close. Yeah. Lethal and Elgin, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a really good match, though. I, uh, I enjoyed it. But we get another recap package of buildup for the main event, and that will take us to our second to last break. On the other end of this one right here, we'll be back with the main event. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way it. back, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, 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 well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. K-A-S-T hey, the ending. Hey, it's alright Good on you yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast Remember we don't spell it with a C We spell it with a K Slowly mate Take it easy
reach for the sky, boy. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Look, this is your main event. It is Kevin Steen defending the ROH World's Heavyweight title. The one that he said looked like a cop badge against yeah. Jay Lethal or Jay Briscoe. What, what would the Canadian know about a cop badge? You mean a Mountie badge? Yeah, right. Uh, but he's taking on Jay Briscoe. This goes 18 and a half minutes. I forgot how much I used to love Kevin Steen t-shirts, by the way. There's one just said Steen, but it looked like the Dexter show logo. And then the one he wore here was like a mugshot, and it just said guilty. I have... Um... He's th- this this very weekend. He signed that signed a picture of that for me, of of the nice. picture. Yeah, I have not, a yeah, signed not, not the shirt, just the picture. But I have a signed picture of him. Uh, I found it in my storage recently. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, I don't re- I feel bad. I don't remember because like I met like a bunch of people and got all their autographs like one right after the other. I forgot he was one of the people. Uh, it was like him, El Generico. Uh, Eddie Edwards and uh, wrestling's greatest tag team and Jay lethal. So I got all of them, but uh, anyway, uh, I, this is another thing I miss. I miss Kevin Steen's unsettling differences theme. That was uh, or un- unsettled, unsettling, whatever, whatever. I miss his ring of honor theme. That song kicked ass. He's never even brought it back for a one-off. I know that would have been awesome, but unlike other members of scum, Kevin Steen enters through the curtain because the thing is, like, Scum tried to say, basically tried to do, like, an NWO he's not, thing. He's not with them yet at this point. Like, they're recruiting him, and he's, like, kind of with them. I thought he was, like, the first member. He used to wear I the remember, shirts I remember, I remember him coming out with them and just being, like, uh, almost like they're trying to get him to join. He won't. Huh. I don't remember. But I, I do know, uh, well, because they, well, they made sure to point that out on commentary. They're like, well, the, unlike the other members of Scum, he came through, uh, you know, came down the, the entryway. Was, yeah, the, the whole gimmick with Scum was they were saying they were apart from Ring of Honor. They were, so they weren't going to come out through the entryway. They're coming through the crowd and whatever. Yeah, it was weird. But anyway, at one point, Jimmy Jacobs it's weird because he's never been done before, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has ever done a gimmick like this where you know, oh, we're we're not a part of the company. We're we're invaders. Yeah, that that wasn't like one of the biggest angles of in wrestling history. But at one point, you want to, hey man, you want to get over. Jimmy Jacobs runs down, but instantly gets jumped by Mark Briscoe, who beats him up all the way to the back. Uh, Steen and Briscoe just beat the piss out of each other in this match. Uh, Rhett Titus runs out now and distracts the referee. And now Cliff Compton runs out, but gets held back by Veda Scott. Uh, Look at all the way That is true. But when I say that, you're probably thinking, who? She's a hot redhead chick from Ring of Honor. So that's really all I can say about her. She randomly grabs Cliff Compton to like hold him back. And Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander now run out to beat the two men to the back. Eventually, yeah. a- a lot of members of the Ring of Honor roster surround the ring to cheer Jay on. Dude, can you imagine, if, like, not to spoil the ending here from, you know, 10 years ago, but if Jay lost, holy crap. Yep. <laughs> that would have went over. That would have, like, you want to talk about, oh, better than a playful of piss. 
man. So it's funny to see Steen hit an F5 for a near fall at one point. He then hits a package pile driver, but Jay kicks out. Scum tries coming to the ring, but gets mugged by the Ring of Honor roster. Matt Hardy manages to slip in, though, and he goes for the twist of fate on Jay. Kevin Steen kicks Matt and throws him out of the ring, not wanting to cheat. This leaves Steen open for a Jay Driller for a near fall. After a bit more wrestling, Jay hits a second Jay Driller for the title win. Uncle Dave gives this three and a half stars, as did I. What say you? I gave it four. I liked it a little bit more than you guys. This was a match of the night, I thought. This was really damn good. Uh, I... If I had to pick match of the night, it would probably be Lethal and, and Elgin. But this was really good. I mean, I didn't have any complaints about it. They set it up perfectly. So, done really well. The streamers fly, and everyone hugs at ringside as Jay Briscoe calls his family into the ring to celebrate with him. Kevin Steen Actually, gets, uh, he, a couple weeks ago, I, when the day passed away, I put this picture on my Instagram. Oh, really? If anyone wants to see it. <laughs> him holding yeah. the title. It's a... Uh, it's sad, you know, seeing all this now. It's like, ah, man, the Briscoes were such a tight family. They said, and he had the he had the whole crew there with him. But um, either way, uh, Kevin Steen eventually gets in the ring and steals a mic from Jay. He says nothing, but eventually shakes Jay's hand and then hugs Jay's family before leaving the ring. Jay's father straps up the ROH title around Jay's waist. Jay asks a sound guy if just for one single night tonight. They take it old school and play some Leonard Skinner as the show comes to a close. Roll Tide. Did they actually play Leonard Skinner? They did, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was like, yeah, they were like, sure, we'll play it. Cut the pay-per-view. Cut it. <laughs> They're not going to pay for that. What? A little bit above our pay grade. Yeah, right. Uh, I forget the Leonard Skinner song that they used to come out to. Uh, give me back my bullets. Ah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, or should I say... That is correct. <laughs> there we go. Classic. Ah. Uh, that does it for the show. We're going to take our final break and tell you what it, our final ratings are and what's coming up next month on the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. 
And we're back! Final ratings here. Cagematch.net gives this 8.18 out of 10. Uh, I didn't get anything from IMDb. I give it an 8.5 out of 10 for B+. Let's see you. I gave it a B plus as well. It was Pretty fantastic. Damn cool show. Yeah. Hey, if you're going to pull a Ring of Honor show, this is definitely a good one. So uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, we've got more Ring of Honor in the future on the podcast. So uh, if you guys liked it, please let us know. We like to hear your feedback about what you want to hear more of, less of, all that kind of stuff. We'll kind of plan around that. But that ends the month, man. I can't believe we already got May in the can. How about that? Moving yeah, on go to, to the can. <laughs> moving on to June now. Uh, June is a packed month. This is our anniversary month for the podcast, man. What does this make? Uh, three years? When was COVID? Time, yeah. yeah. Time flies since, uh, you know, when you're uh, talking about wrestling, I guess. But June 7th, we're bringing the WWE's Great American Bash 2004. This is a show, man. Was this the one? I, I know I've probably asked you a bunch, but was this the one you were at? No, I was at 07. Oh, no, that last year, I think. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tori Wilson looking all kinds of roll tide on the, on the cover art of this one. This one was in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, the main event is The Undertaker versus The Dudley Boys in a handicapped concrete crypt match. Yep, you got it all in there. Right. Yeah, that happened. And somebody's got to die, bro. I will say, I love the match before that, though. It is a Texas bull rope match. Eddie Guerrero defends the WWE title against JBL. So that should be pretty good. Uh, hey, we get another show with Mordecai on it, man. Yay. And uh, fact, you said another one means we already covered him enough. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, Rey Mysterio versus Chavo Guerrero for the Cruiserweight title. That should be fun, but, you know, oh, there's enough. Hey, we haven't seen that be... enough times. So. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, that, should, that, that one should be decent. And that does it for the month of June. Uh, I'm excited. Summer is in full swing. It's a good time. Uh, June June is usually fun for us, but... By the time we hey. record these, my two most anticipated movies of the, of the year will have been watched, which I'm excited for. Yeah. There you go. But uh, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Thank you. <laughs> we will see you next week in the month of June with WWF King of the Ring 1994.